Hey, this is Rachel Joy Barbeau. You're listening to the Joy Starters podcast. And what you are hearing is excerpts from our table talk. In my book, there's a chapter all about my father's table. And it is way more than I can go into in an intro. So you have to read it. The book is available everywhere. Amazon, Audible, independent bookstores, wherever books are sold, you can get the book Relentless Joy. But these table talks, they're my friend Natasha Garrett myself, sometimes other people. We put it on Instagram. We put it in our book launch group. We put it out for the world. And this is a behind the scenes look on the book, on what went into it, on how people are responding to it. So I hope you enjoy these table talks. Love you guys. I spent half my life rushing and stressing. For what? Three-fourths of it didn't matter. It's going to be okay. Isn't it funny that once you get some experience under your belt and you start really opening your eyes and you think of all the cliche sayings that people say, like, stop and smell the roses, things like that. But, like, they are so not cliche. And if you would just listen to them when you're younger, there's so many lessons to be learned, but we just don't realize it. And I, I call the younger years, like the survival years, because whether you're building a career or building a business or or building a family, whatever it is, there's years of your life where you get up and you survive the day and you go to bed just to get up and survive the day again tomorrow because you don't even, and you look back and you don't, like, who cooked dinner? How did we eat? Give yourself forgiveness for that. You, you're doing the best you can every day. But once you're out of those years, you really have to make the most of it. And I was just talking to someone today. We were talking about money. You know, I'm in banking. And so we were talking about money and different schools of thought and I'm like, I'm in the middle. I under, I plan on living to be 100. So, of course, I need to have good retirement plans and good savings. But also, like, if I wait till I'm 80 to spend a dime and live, like, what was it all for? Like, why be, live along the way? Be, yeah, there's got to be some yeah. give and take. And you nailed it. And last week, if you're just joining us, we talked about it the week before my father's table. You want to know something that didn't make it in the book? And by the way, if y'all are on Instagram, that voice is Natasha Garrett. She's a rock star. <laughs> she serves with us and I'm changing the narrative. If you want to get involved and have a gift, send me a message. We're always open to people serving with us. But my father had a boat named, had a place he was going to buy and all the things. And here I go, I'm going to cry again looking for my tissue, and he died 45 days after we retired. So when I moved to Nashville and bought a house and did all the things, and I was doing it partly for my dad. I was doing it for the people that never got to move, that never got to take the chance, that never got to go, that never got to do it, right? So I love it how we just, you know, slip into these nuggets here. And Natasha, you're right. You do need to save. You do need to be smart, but you need to live too. You need to live. And live your life and enjoy it and live for others. You know, that's a, that's a big one too. But the other thing I wanted to share was yesterday, I have not been checking charts, like book charts. And on Tuesday, on Tuesday, I checked the book charts. And, and Relentless Joy <laughs> on Tuesday was number 22 in Christian New releases in self-help and um and professional and, and personal growth. 22. 
So I'm flipping out over 22, y'all. 22 and all the land. 22. This book. Like this book. And like Natasha, they're like T.D. Jakes and Joel Osteen and like all these like famous, famous people up there. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and me. And so that was on Tuesday. And then I called you. I think I called you on Tuesday to tell you about 22. And I was like, I was like, I got to call you. I can't, I can't even like, I can't even just text you. I got to call you about 22. Anyway, I did that. And on Tuesday, and then we checked back on Wednesday, y'all. And this book, because of y'all, was number 13. 13. If I had some confetti, I'd throw, I think I do. I put it from the national championship game. <laughs> but if I had confetti right now, I would throw it on myself. So I'm awesome. just, yeah, I'm flipping out. And I was telling a group of people that I've been working with last week, they were like, um, and I was like, 13. I'm like, I'm not stopping until I get the top 10. And they said, top 10? Don't you stop to get number one? I'm like, well, those are amazing goals. But never in my life did I think that the first book that I wrote would in three weeks reach 13 on the rankings and the charts and in Christian self-help and Christian new releases and self-help and personal growth. And then um, our sweet Kim that works with us made me aware that outside of faith, outside of faith and just personal transformation, people that don't even know Jesus, and that's okay because I said in the book, wherever you are in your walk of faith, if you don't believe in God, if you are mad at God, if you believe in a different faith, if whatever it is, like I want you at the very least to think that this Jesus was a really rad dude. And um, so to, to finding out that the book was 57 in all the land and personal transformation outside of faith. And then last I checked, I think it was yesterday, it went up to 55. And I'm like, just just insanity, insanity, teen and awesome. Like it's just a total God thing. And um, before we jump in the book, I just want to say this real quick, y'all. I have you to thank. I have every single one of you to thank. Um, y'all are buying books and giving them to friends. You're starting book clubs. You're telling your churches about it. You are using it as small groups. You are, you're doing the dang thing. You're sharing on your Facebook. You're sharing on your socials. I saw a sweet girl today, uh, uh, I think it was Krista, and she said, y'all may be be getting tired of me sharing this. And she put it on her personal Facebook. And Natasha, I I, I commented underneath, I said, thank you so, 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 so much. And I said, let me tell you something. You may think you're being redundant, but I guarantee you, God uses social media too. There's somebody that's seeing this today for the first time Mm -hmm. that has not seen it ever before. And they're like, oh, what's that book about? What's that book about? And they're going to grab the book. So please don't feel redundant in doing that. The other cool thing people are doing is sending me pictures from all over the different places with the book at the lake, at the beach, at the pool. Uh, <laughs> wait for y'all to take it somewhere international. But 13, if you're just joining us in, in Christian, uh, new releases, personal growth, and uh, self-help. And then 55 in transformation, personal transformation outside of faith. Where do we leave off in this? <laughs> so we left with the last chapter. The last chapter is there are no coincidences. And so the whole thing, by the way, for those that are on Instagram or yeah. that haven't read it, we're not going to read the whole thing. We just talk about parts that we like and that touched us. And I am a firm believer that it sounds so cliche, but everything happens for a reason. And 
And we may not, we may know that reason immediately. We may know it soon and sometimes we may never know it, you know, and we may never know what that reason is. We could be late for work and it's because God wanted us to miss that horrible accident we would have gotten in if we had left on time, you know, and we could never know that, but, but that's just how it worked. Yeah. To get into the book a little bit, tell a little bit about at the animal sanctuary and the huge coincidence that wasn't a coincidence that happened there. I thought, oh my goodness, like how random is that? And it was meant to be. And it was, it was crazy. Again, you'll have to get the book and get it off Amazon or independent bookstores or wherever books are sold. But I'm not going to tell you the whole story. Yeah. It, it, the gist of it is, is my cats brought in some squirrels and I am a softie, if you can't tell. <laughs> Anything my cats have, have tried to have brought in, which includes two snakes, a mouse, and brother squirrels. And, and I, I thought that they were an alarm in the middle of the night. You know, I thought that it was an alarm in the morning to take my bonus kids to school. Turns out it was not. <laughs> I mean, it was these squirrels. And so I end up calling around, calling around. And I find this sanctuary. And I just fall in love with this guy, Jonathan. He's an angel on this earth. Um, and I uh, tell him that I'm going to bring my bonus daughter back on, New- I think it was New Year's Day. Um, and I had an opportunity to be in Atlanta with Bill Snyder, which is my mentor, like championship, you know, winning coach, you know, Hall of Fame coach. And I had a chance to stay with him and go to the game with him and his family. And But something in me told me, keep your word to your bonus daughter. And, you know, may not mean the world to her now, but like, you know who you are and keep your word. I promised her I'd take her to this animal sanctuary and she loves animals. And so we go out there and she felt this, by the way, the squirrels were great. They like were growing up. He was going to release them this spring. Like they're good. They live. And as soon as he got them, he like put them on his chest. And I mean, this man is an angel. And so. He ends up telling us the story of how he had briefly of how he had a shoot out there, a photo shoot for somebody and this deer that he had had because he takes all wild animals outside of that are in found in Florida outside of reptiles and birds. And he he like there wasn't anything like him like there wasn't, you know, like the before he you have to you have to read the book but before he did this there wasn't anything like him where he they could the animals that couldn't be released back in the wild had a place to live for the rest of their life but his goal is always to release back in the wild so um he tells us the story about how he was attacked by this deer that was like his favorite deer during this uh during this photo shoot and it um he was gored he was wounded and all of that to say is the girl that was there was the mom was a triage nurse, I believe. And so he went to the, the hospital and she even got nicked. And where she got nicked, turns out she had a tumor that could have been cancerous and had she would not have known about it had she not been nicked. So it continues to go on and on. The other thing I'll say very briefly is that he told a story in here, no coincidences, about how he just gotten married the second time, got food poisoning went to the hospital in Key West, goes to the hospital and the guy comes in and he's a bad look on his face. He's thinking somebody is going to get bad news. Guy turns around to him and says, sir, you have cancer. And it was somewhere in his stomach region. um, And they only found it because he got food 
poisoning. You can't tell me. You can't tell me. No coincidences, Natasha. No coincidences. Absolutely. And when I read that, I wrote, be grateful for everything, even the pain, because it serves a purpose. And I know that you teach that in the movement that, you know, out of your greatest pain can come your greatest purpose. And, um, and it's funny how, you know, again, no coincidences, you see something here and you see something there. And even though they have nothing to do with each other, they align perfectly. So I keep seeing, I have seen it on multiple different social medias. I don't know if it's gone viral or what, but it's something that Stephen Colbert said back in like 2019 or something. He was talking about it's a gift to exist mm. because with existence comes suffering. But it comes from a quote that he said, what punishments of God are not gifts? Mm. Because you just have to take ev- the bad with the good. Everything serves a purpose. You have to understand that if something happens, it's for a reason. Yeah. And it it could it be for the greater good. You just never know what's going to happen. Well, to your point, in the book I said, the butterfly effect basically states that the world is deeply interconnected, so much so that one small occurrence can influence a much larger, more complex system. The small occurrence that day, a normally calm buck getting spooked, led to a young lady's life being saved. Not, And that's not all. She's on a pre-vet track and still comes back to volunteer at the sanctuary. And the butterfly miracle of that day went even further. The young woman's mother, as I mentioned, was a trauma nurse and recognized when Jonathan didn't that he was mortally wounded. She was able to stop the bleeding until he could get to a trauma center. And it's amazing. And later on, I'll, I'll have to find it. But it talks about how you an, a butterfly can flap its wings in the Amazon and another continent over, it can cause a storm. Like if you don't think mm-hmm. it's all interconnected, man... It is interconnected. You also mentioned something in there. You said, when people think I'm not healed enough to help, that's never true. God used so many people who were sinners and no one else was perfect on this earth. And God uses us all every day, no matter what you believe. Like you said, just to be inclusive, it doesn't matter. I mean, whether it's addiction or whether no matter what it is, you do not have to be perfect to help other people. You do not have to be through your journey. You don't have to be all the way there yet to turn around and give someone else a hand. We're through preach. Rachel Joy Barbeau here. Did you know, and I'm so excited to announce it, that I am going to be coaching again. I have coached for years and years. Years ago, I coached sportscasters 40 and seven years. It was the joy of my life to be able to lead sportscasters on their journey. And then once I quit sportscasting, I began joy coaching, helping people find what sets their soul on fire, creating movements, bringing that thing that's been in your soul into the world. And we are starting a small, a very small and intimate group coaching program, August 15th. I also have two spots available, just two, because I want to give you my all uh, for one-on-one coaching. So if you want to check it out, and get all the information, we want you to head on over to rachelbarbeau.com and make sure you sign up for the email list. That makes you a VIP, and you're already a VIP in my heart. It makes you a VIP, and that way you will get information on the coaching program, when I'm going to be in your town, events I'm doing, how you can be a joy starter, how you can get your joy starter buttons, all the things. I love you guys, and I'm so thankful for you. Okay, I found the quote that I wanted to read to y'all. Um, 
I had loved this quote for a long time. And one of the cool things that happened with writing a book and when you create whatever it is you're supposed to create and put out in the world or speak or write or blog or record or whatever it is, you'll learn things yourself. You're like, okay, let me do this research. Okay, what is this little study? Okay, what is this scientific thing? Where did this quote come from? And you're like, and if you look at it like that, like, oh, this is really cool. So one of the things I learned, I'd always love this quote. And it says, it's by it's from Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. It says, I used to think that the events that changed the world were things like big bombs, maniac politicians, huge earthquakes, or vast population movements. But it has now been realized that this is a very old-fashioned view held by people totally out of touch with modern thought. The things that really change the world, according to the chaos theory, are the tiny things. A butterfly flaps its wings in the Amazonian jungle, and subsequently a storm ravages half of Europe. And I say the Bible also alludes to the butterfly effect. It says in the book of Hosea, they sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. The world win eight seven. In short, your decisions have far greater consequences than you could ever imagine. And seemingly random events in your life can set off a chain that leads to immense change. If that girl had not decided to do a wildlife shoot for her senior portrait, she may not have found that potentially cancerous tumor until it was too late. If Jonathan did not go to that specific restaurant and get food poisoning, he may not have discovered his cancer in time. If we had decided to adopt sibling cats that tried to murder baby squirrels, we would have never met Jonathan Howard, and I would be robbed of knowing this angel and visiting the Mecca that he had made for these precious animals. I could go on and on. I see this pattern everywhere in my own life. Sometimes I imagine if Christopher hadn't chosen to come down to the meeting that I was speaking at the day we met. He has since shared with me that he was absolutely bushed from the day at work and only came because his business partner had repeatedly asked him to. I shudder thinking about it. I like to believe we still would have met in some magical other time and space, but the way that it played out was just so magical. I never would have met and fallen in love, fallen in love with your mom, Christopher now says playfully. And he tells me that he fell in love with my mom first. That's so cute. I love that. I love, every time you talk about that, I think that's so precious. And that's that goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this, y'all. God is everything or God is nothing. And so if he's everything, you're not ahead. You're not behind. And check this crazy, check this crazy story out in, in, in all of these wonderful, crazy stories that we're talking about. And that's, by the way, the last chapter of the book. And you said the conclusion. I sat next to a man who was going to Jordan on the way home because I changed my flight. Remember, I had a weird feeling. If y'all need to go to the to my um, on the road highlights, I had a weird feeling. I was at the counter. And I just said, I don't feel like I need to be on this flight. I don't feel, and I called the organizer from where I was speaking and I'll collect him. I was like, can I come back? Cause the event wasn't over. And he had said to me, you can stay as long as you want. I went home early because I wanted to have one night at home before I went to speak in this other place. It was two and a half hours away, but I got to the counter. I just had this nagging feeling like I had to rush out after I spoke. I just didn't get to know everybody like I wanted to. They finally knew who was inside the book, like who I was instead of me just hanging around. And, uh, Anyway, so I go to the counter and I turn away and I'm like, I'm going to fly tomorrow. So because of that, I get on this flight and I sit next to this man who is going to Jordan for his brother's birthday and a very successful 30 year old man. And he told me, Natasha, he was like, I got a chance to pour into him. Like, I feel like 
I needed to, and we were meant to be, ended up giving him a book and signed it for his mother, first of all. So a mother, some mother in Jordan has my book. So there's that. That's crazy. But he told me that a lot of his friends are really unhappily married and they cheat. And he said, I only have that. That's my major perception of marriage. And he said, tell me, I'm scared. And I told him, I started telling him about meeting Christopher and all of these things and how seven years later, um, I am still, I'm still very much attracted to him because he was, he told me he was worried about being attracted for the rest of his life. And so anyway, we had very deep conversations, very intimate, you know, uh, um, and I was just sharing, he was sharing his heart with me and I don't want to go into that about his fears and all those things. And I was able to tell him my version of love and how I met my husband and all of these things and kind of assuage some of his fears. And I wouldn't have sat next to him at Natasha if I'd flown mm-hmm. near to a flight. No coincidence. So one thing that I really love about you is, and that you've inspired me to do more of and be intentional with is just going deep, get right in there. So I just want to encourage everyone else. Your life is going to be more fulfilled. You're, you're going to go home and you're going to say, Yes. I had a meaningful conversation with everyone I encountered today. You know, like we can talk about the weather. We can talk about people. We can talk about surface things or we can ask the hard questions and we can go deep with people. And some of the most meaningful relationships that I have with people are where we went deep quick and we got to know each other faster than some people I've known for a decade, you know, and and that that's where the sweet stuff is that's where the growth is that's where the learning and connection is and even if you become great friends with them or never ever see them again you can go deep with someone and you can take something away from it an experience a memory a lesson learned a story so i just challenge everyone to be very intentional and do that y'all that's the power of connection that's a power if you go deep with people and stop worrying about what you look like or what it might come off like or, you know, or will they think I'm stupid? So many people don't get me. You know, I'm sure <laughs> these people don't get you, Natasha and Josh and everybody's people. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. You are not. I don't care if you try to make yourself the most likable person there is. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And then you're going to be exhausted from trying to be something you aren't. Just be mm-hmm. yourself. Ain't. You know, it's you and you. There's not another one of you. I always tell people when I'm speaking, I'm like, I used to talk about this. I said, look at these, look at your fingerprints. No one else on the planet that has your fingerprints that is assigned to do what you are supposed to do. There's no one else on the planet. There's nobody else that was going to start I'm changing the narrative. They might start a different I'm changing the narrative, but not the one I started. And we're celebrating seven years next month. Seven years on August 26th, our seventh birthday. And wow, isn't that crazy? Just crazy. Seems like we just celebrated year six. And here we are. On August 15th, I am super, duper, duper excited about this. I am starting a group mastermind, group coaching. It's for three months. I've been wanting to do it for probably the past year and a half, but I was consumed with a book. I've coached on and off for the past 10 years. I've coached sportscasters. I've done joy coaching. I've done all the things. I've wanted to go back to coaching so much. I am not an executive coach. 
I am a joy coach. I help you create movements. I help you get past blocks. We talk about relationships and you and your soul and what you want to create. Um, I've created two movements, and that is I'm changing the narrative and joy starters. And I never thought about it like that until my friend Brittany Turner told me about six, about a year ago. She said, you're a movement coach. And I said, yeah, what? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm a movement coach. And she's like, yeah, you help people create things, like bring things into the world, birth things. And then I, I've combined that with joy. So I'm taking the first 10 people and we're going to learn from each other. We're going to meet once a week. And then each month you'll get one session with me. And we are going to create and it's going to be beautiful and we're going to grow and we're going to do all the things. Starting August 15th, if you hit click the link in my bio on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, you will see that information and you can fill out the form and then you will get an email to that, a responding email to that. Um, again, I only wanted to do 10 people um, with that group coaching because I want to keep it really small and intimate. I want to have the opportunity to touch a Josh, to touch a Natasha, to touch a, a Dusty or a Hillary or Moses and talk. And you get time. And that's starting August 15th. And you can go to my website for more information on that. And when I get jacked and like this and passionate, it's because I get to lead people. I'm giving you this opportunity to work together and get to learn from each other. It's like going, I always say in my, in my courses, it's like camp for big kids. You know, it's like camp for big kids. We get to learn from each other and, and uh, grow together. But yeah, you do, you, what you want to bring into the world matters. It matters. It's going to touch a life, affect a life, help a life. And how dare you keep it inside? How dare you keep it inside? So Natasha, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You have been on this journey with me. You have been amazing. I know it's not over. I know we'll probably drop in every once in a while and do these table talks and just talk about life because they obviously are very popular. People are like, I'm just loving it. Um, but I just really want to say thank you so much, really, deeply. 